All right, we're rolling in three, two, one. Movie time. Movie time. time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to Movie Time Extra. It's the show where we talk about movies with a little something extra. I am your producer, your co-host, and machete-wielding maniac. My name is Dashiell Marco. And I'm your amateur thematic analyst, library technician in semi-exile, and burrowing forehead worm. My name is Tyler Duncan. Today, we are watching 2017's Jungle, directed by Greg McLean, based on the book by Yossi Ginsberg. If you enjoy our show, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us. Tell a friend about our fucking show. Also. As well, you can email us at movietimeextra at gmail.com to tell us what you think is a little extra. Suggest a movie. Drop some hate mail. Let a little let a little bit off your chest. Yeah, unload on us. Now, our banging theme song is by the amazing, illustrious, fantastic DJ Cutman. Check Cutman out on Bandcamp for solid bangers and or bops. We love you, Cutman. As always, there will be spoilers in this show. And if you don't like it, there's plenty of uh, room uh, in in the jungle for you to get lost in. Yeah. Get on a raft and fuck off. <laughs> uh, that being said, straight up, uh, I wish I hadn't watched uh, the trailer for this movie going into. I feel like I made a mistake by watching it. I Really? Yeah. I Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, I went in was- pretty cold. It wasn't a bad trailer. It just like definitely spoiled the first 45 minutes of the movie. <clears throat> Man, I can't with trailers. They keep doing that. Yeah. I I would say this is one of those movies that like if you're interested in it and you haven't seen it yet, definitely don't let us spoil it for you. The, like I, a lot of the movies that we do, I I think I'm kind of more like, uh, you know, it doesn't we can't explain it that well or it's not even about that it's just like i feel like this is a good movie to go into dry um and that being said i was watching trailers because i was unaware of the existence of two other daniel radcliffe movies that i want to watch very badly uh the one is horns oh yeah i haven't seen it you yeah it's about i guess uh, his character just growing horns out of his head and uh, it looks good the trailer was really good i i uh, am looking forward to that one and then the other one is the more recent uh 2020 release uh guns akimbo you heard of this one i have just and i know it because of the meme I haven't seen any memes. I haven't seen anything about it. Somebody just told me this so, when I was told them I was watching Jungle. Jungle. It's like it's like him in like the robe that he, I guess he wears in the film, and like yeah, he's in his he bathrobe just, the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, and he just looks bedraggled and like shitty. And I think he's got like 
guns taped to his hands. They're like nailed to his hands. Yeah. And it's, it's the one, like the meme is essentially like, and it'll be like a picture of like, like a nice, like polished looking Daniel Radcliffe. And it'll be like how I thought 2020 was going to go. And then like, there's the picture of him from Guns Akimbo. It's like how 2020 (laughs) is actually going. You could definitely do that with him in most of his movies, including this one. Yeah, he is in his adult film career. Well, that sounds bad. In his film career as an adult. There we go. Adult film career. <laughs> sounds like he does porn. He does not. Uh, but like, yeah, in his career as an adult, he just, he loves body horror. He loves just Cronenbergen the fuck out. And I so thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, I feel like he didn't want to be typecast as Harry Potter for his whole career slash life and has really done a, a fantastic job of breaking that mold about him. I mean, like, you have a person or two be like, you'll be like Daniel Radcliffe. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm not really into Harry Potter. And it's like, oh, he's done so much more stuff. Ooh, yeah, but, no, like, that's not that's not where where his life went. I Believe I, you me. <laughs> I would love to do uh, horns and guns akimbo uh, for this podcast. Same. No one can stop us. You can email me a thousand times, and I'm still gonna talk about that movie. This is a Daniel Rod Radcliffe podcast now. <laughs> this is because uh, I am now at this point uh, pre- pretty. I'm I'm comfortable with the fact that I am very attracted to Daniel Radcliffe now. And he's a good looking guy. He doesn't look great in this yeah. movie, but. No, and, and you know, good good on him. Um, he lost a lot. He lost a good deal. Of, like for someone his frame, he lost a good deal of weight for this role. Like he went for it. Yeah, I don't like super dig his accent in it. I guess I, I'm pretty much ready to dig in. I think the only other thing I was gonna say to you because we haven't talked in a while is just like Tenet. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, that movie. That? It, should we, we should do that. We should. It's so good. That movie. Have you watched it yet? Mm-mm. It's fucking fantastic. It's so good. I Tim Tim, uh, my roommate, rented it uh, and had and had it for forty eight hours, and he watched it once. It's a two and a half hour long movie, and the next day he's like, "We should watch this movie. I want to watch it again." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so into it. Um, I know we don't usually talk about other movies before we get into our shit, but whatever. That Tenet was fucking great, and I want to talk about it. Yeah, I will watch it, and we will we will talk about it. We can have Tim on again. I know we're planning on having Tim on, but we should have him on again, and he can help us break that. Oh, there's going to be a lot to talk about in that one. Um. So this movie, it's pretty good. Uh, I was not super into the first like half hour of the movie. Um, gotta say that. Um, the, uh, okay, the long and short of this movie is uh, this. It's based on a true story, right? Um, his name's Yossi. What's his last name? Ginsburg. Yossi Ginsburg, and I guess he. Goes to Bolivia backpacking after he finished his uh, like Israeli mandatory military service. Mm-hmm. Spent some time in the U.S. and then started traveling South America. Uh, meets a few people. Meets this uh, guy who 
says, you know, we should go into the rainforest. We'll find gold and you can take pictures as to his friend. You know, you take pictures. It'll get you a national geographic, blah, blah, blah. They end out, out there. They end up out there. Some poor decisions were made after uh, the guy who's not super into it, it gets like an infection in his foot and um, their guide basically. And the guy with the foot infection go off while Yossi and Gail was his name. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Gale. Yeah. Um, they decide to continue <laughs> going down this river on this makeshift raft. I want to, I definitely want to talk about the raft quite a bit because that was a bit, not a great scene. I don't know. Um, and yeah, and then they get separated and Yossi is stranded for three weeks uh, with nothing at all. I think he has a machete and that's it or something. Or yeah, I don't know. He's, it, it, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. He survives for three weeks somehow before Kevin finds him. The finding scene was kind of weird too. I want to read the book so I can compare them, but I didn't, I mean, I obviously didn't have time to do that, but um, that's the long and short of the movie. Um, I did a little bit of research on, on the differences between, I don't know, like the book and the movie. So we can talk about that later. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie starts off. I don't know. Like the, the, like, it wasn't even a sex scene at the beginning, but like the kind of weird half-assed romance scene at the beginning, like felt so unnecessary to me. It's like a holy, it's like it's supposed to be like a trip scene, but it's not a very good one. And he like meets this chick who's in like three scenes and that's it. And there's like this butterfly that comes out of their trip that visits him later in the movie. That's the only, I guess, significance it could have oh yeah and before i start knocking the first half hour of this movie this was a good movie pretty good flick i enjoyed it even though i didn't dig the first chunk of it i it, i wasn't like upset it was fine i will say if this movie hadn't have been based on a true story i would think this movie was bullshit i would think it was dumb <laughs> i'd be like this is this is so unrealistic who wrote this shit uh, but it turns out it is absolutely true uh, for the exception of a couple of things in here. Um, the butterfly is one of them that was added. That's, it just felt so weird. It's like They okay. didn't need to do that. Yeah, like, I mean, not mm. to be like that guy, but they could have like just left that chick out of the movie. I don't know if he met her in real life and that had some significance, but it just... It felt like it was kind of thrown in there and pointless to me because it was like she was literally in the movie for like an entirety of like two minutes. I have a theory on what they were trying to do, which is they were trying to like set up kind of like who these people were and what the time period was because this is 1981 is when all of this happened. And I think the movie is set in 1981. Um, and I think they're just kind of showing that like these are like western or like you know um more affluent backpackers these are these are kind of like trust barians, some of them kids and so they're you know they're they're still doing the like you know free love and drug kind of thing and they're you know 
running around in you know a developing country how you know having experiences um and so i thought that's kind of what that was setting it up for it at least like let me know like oh i know who these people are like, yeah i've yeah i've i've met i've met people who did this uh and yeah they were a little exhausting <laughs> uh yeah okay uh yeah, but, yeah i just like, the whole trip scene i just didn't need i same it was yeah. silly it was and it was within the first five minutes of the movie so it's like fine whatever it's set up it just it didn't look good like it like this is the the effects weren't great and i just didn't find any significance in it and then like the, the just this the whole setup of the movie is just a little weak and i would have liked to just a little more exposition but i mean it was already a long movie and i get and like i agree totally with what you said that like if this wasn't based on a true story i'd be like oh, this is fucking dumb because <laughs> it, like these people are like it's the typical like you know danny meets uh the guide guy whose name i can't remember uh carl uh um, Carl, yeah, yeah, he meets Carl and he's like instantly sold to go into the rainforest, and he's kind of beyond convincing otherwise, like right from the bat, but convinces his friends to do it, um, which makes him just feel like a shitty person right off the bat, <laughs> and he definitely does like kind of is kind of a shitty person at moments throughout the first half of the movie, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, and then they get out there pretty quick. Um, the other guy, the, the 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 fourth guy, whose name I can't remember. Uh, Marcus. Yeah. Marcus, yeah. There's yeah. only four people in this movie. <laughs> no, there's more than that. <laughs> yeah, his foot gets all gnarled up, and like, and then the the first like just weird decision, like that I would be interested in knowing a little bit about the rationale there. Although I guess like these people are just kind of crazy. Is that like Kevin and Carl start like fighting while they're on this raft? Oh yeah, the raft building scene was like ridiculous. I would like to know a little bit more about that. They build a they build like a they build a ni- like a nice looking raft in like a a day's montage scene. Um, and I guess you could probably do that with four people if you're determined. But then Carl is like hacking apart these like pieces of wood that he found and like and, and they just have like four like perfect oars afterwards that he like hacked with a machete and it's like i that like that like that, it was just like a little too like perfect like i feel like the the realism lost me just a little bit there with the the, the raft building montage i have answers for you awesome okay i love you this is a thing <laughs> i love you too so this is a thing that they did, I think, um, to cut down for time and to make the narrative go more smoothly. In real life, they went back to the village when they realized that he, that Marcus had trench foot so bad he wasn't going to be able to finish out. And Kevin comes up with the honestly pretty good plan to get on the raft uh, and, you know, expedite their voyage. Uh, they went back to that little village, that first little bit, like that village that they encounter. So, wait, so they built a raft to take him back because his foot was fucked up. No, 
They did not build the raft in the middle of nowhere. They went back to the village after they realized, oh, we're not going to be able to do this. We might need to build a raft. They went back to the village because I guess they were only like a day or so away. And they built the raft in the village with the villagers. The villagers helped them build okay. that raft. So in real life, that raft could absolutely have been that nice. And they could have like borrowed oars from the villagers, but they just don't address it in the movie because them going back, showing them like interacting with the villagers, it might've just like taken up too much narrative space and you're already like almost halfway through the movie and they just didn't want to fuck with it. So, so in what really happened, they took Marcus who had trench foot back so that they could put him on a raft to keep going. Yes. Okay. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually crazier. It's like one of those things. It's like, that is a nuttier thing that you guys did than what is actually in the film. Yeah. Uh, But even in the film, what they do barely makes sense either because they get into an argument and Yossi wants to go with Carl. (laughs) Um, But he... Like, Yossi wants to go with Carl, but he doesn't want to let Marcus go alone on the raft. So he... But but then he tries to get... Like, in the movie, Yossi tries to get Marcus to go on the raft instead of him so that he can go with Carl. Which was, like, super weird. Like, I don't know. They, like, totally made him into a piece of shit in that scene because he's, like... And, and like Marcus is like Car- calling Carl like Papa and stuff because he's like keeping them alive for like the first 45 minutes uh, like or yeah. like the first like 20 minutes in the jungle or whatever. I, I don't know. There was a bunch of weird stuff going on there that I wasn't like 100% digging the tone of. And that's why I appreciate you knowing a little bit about the reality of it because it makes me want to learn more about it. Uh, I yeah, it, like the, the decisions made were just very weird in the movie yeah uh another thing that they did that i thought was interesting is they actually made carl look a lot more um capable than he actually was in real life apparently like he was fucking up like from the beginning yeah uh and like really didn't know what he was doing in uh in these like bolivian yeah uh, so jungles. you probably know this and i and i don't I'm like what what was that dude's goal in bringing them out there they still don't know to this day they still don't know so okay so when like, you, like maybe he just thought he could do it because he had maybe done it before or like but like so he oh sorry go ahead no i will and just like one like maybe one more thing on like that first part of the movie before the before they separate because carl and marcus walk off and they go back, like they presumably go back so that Carl can bring Marcus to not die. Mm-hmm. Presumably, right? And that's when Yossi and Kevin keep going down the river, right? So that's the last time that we see Carl in the movie. And his like his motives aren't ever made clear. And he, like he's all like like just the weirdest part where, you know, he's like well, you know, he says we only need one machete um, and we are not going to need these watches. So throw your watches away. Like, like you'd have to be so gullible and stupid to actually do that. Like, like, you know, I, you might actually need a watch if you're in the jungle. Like that might actually be a extremely useful thing to have. Like, right? like in that, in that, like just 
that just thrown into the setup. That's the last thing I'm going to say about it, but that shit was weird. Okay, so I have theories about Carl, but so to this day, nobody knows what the fuck he thought he was doing. Um, but he was a known con man. He was wanted, actually, and I believe it is in Bolivia for robbing a post office. He like held up a post office by gunpoint and was like wanted by like the authority. Yeah, right. Like what do you like? But I need stamps. Yeah, give me some Uh, packages. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and, and he was known for roping backpackers into dangerous treks. Like he had done this before. And he was kind of known to be a con man, uh, but he kept kind of getting around it. My theory, I honestly think that he was just going to like lead these guys around until they got bored and then gave up. And then he was going to take their, you know, what was it like 150 American for the three of them? He's just going to take that money and run. Um, Because I guess he did know how to survive somewhat in the jungle, but like it had been made clear by the time that like they were doing the raft stuff that like motherfucker doesn't know how to swim. Uh, <laughs> like he doesn't know what he's doing. He can't navigate on the water. Like all of that stuff had become pretty clear. Yeah, um, such a he wasn't story. Who, he wasn't who he said he was. Um, but then like another part of me is like, I think he was gonna maybe like kill them or like try and kill them through negligence. And then, you know, fuck off and take their money. I don't know. He seems just like a crazy dude. He definitely has, like, like in the movie, like, uh, he keeps talking. And there's, like, a point where, like, uh, Kevin is doing, like, the, like, uh, hand signal of, like, yeah, okay, yeah, talking a lot. Okay, buddy. Like, the mouth, motor mouth um, hand signal. And, like, it is. It's, like, it's just these, like, weird, like, dumb like dumb nihilism like monologues about about like like oh we're the real parasites you know like humans are the worst it's like yeah i mean you know i get you but like what 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 do you want to do about it like yeah shut up dude so even like people that have like tried to do deep dives on this dude can't really think find out much about him or whatever yeah and they don't they do not know what his intentions were other than he was just like a stupid con man that's he wild. was a con man who was bad at conning and he accidentally most likely got himself killed although i have a theory here's another <laughs> carl theory carl theories with tyler that's my new podcast this is great. Uh, <laughs> where i think as soon as you see uh sorry yossi and carl uh yossi and kevin got out of earshot of them on that raft he fucking murked marcus and just went back to the to the tribe oh so like in real life they don't they don't know whatever happened to that guy marcus they have no idea what happened to carl or marcus they either died they either died in the wilderness or carl i honestly think carl either killed him or like left him to die and just like went back and assumed a new identity and is maybe you know being a a fucking dick bag to this day somewhere under a different name the movie definitely made it feel like yossi and carl were like vibing more or less and it makes you wonder what would have happened if yossi walked off with carl yeah um but Nothing yeah good. Nothing, so that's it so that's interesting to yossi was good 
I guess I didn't know that. Um, you know, like in because Yoshi's like written a book about this, right? He has he's like written a thing, so it's like I'm sure that's mentioned. Or if he ever figured out that they were still alive, he would probably know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so then like that's like the first <laughs> third of the movie, right? Yeah, like all of basically. that happens in the first third. And then there, after that, you know, Yossi and Kevin get separated, and then Yossi's just like trying to stay alive and like hallucinating. Um, there's a ton of really gross things that happen, uh, and weirdness and just general suffering. Uh, this is where I watched this movie like in bed, uh, and didn't take notes, although I should have because I would have just jotted down my favorite extra scenes. Um, <laughs> You you referenced a good one. Uh, I think that is what makes this movie so extra for me is the scene that I referenced. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So after he gets separated, he like bonks his head, I guess, right? And then later, that like grows into like a big tumor-looking thing. Uh, so he cuts into it and fucking somehow knows to like dig in there and pull a, like a big worm out is this a, is that a real thing is that a real thing that's that's probably a real thing dashiell guess what it was worse in real life oh no it was worse in real life there oh, were no. 14 of them in his forehead wow they're they're called burrowing worms and i guess they're like they're endemic of that region of that jungle um, and I guess it's either like when he bonked his head, he opened his, like his forehead enough that like the larvae were able to get in, or maybe like when he was sleeping, one of them like laid eggs in his opened ass wound. I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, but yeah, it was actually worse. So I guess for again for like narrative structure and like really showing like what was coming out of him, they made it one big worm. It was actually 14 of those motherfuckers wow. that came out of his whole head and he, i hate i hate it hated yeah he it, could probably it, like it. feel them moving around in there yes yes because at one point he thinks he like touches his little like goose egg there and it moves and he, he oh, like yeah. mumbles to himself like oh good oh yeah it moves great great cool yeah like <laughs> i didn't equate that to having to it being bugs when i it was bugs. saw that Ugh. it was bugs that's still not bad as the cockroach in the mouth from hereditary for me. I'd nope. rather have bugs in my head than a cockroach crawl down my throat. Or like... that that was from uh Good Night Mommy. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, what other Ooh. weird cringy scenes happen in this movie that I'm not able to recall right this second? Oh, looking at his trench feet. Oh yeah, well when he finally peels his socks off after like half the movie's gone by because I, I guess the he hasn't noises. taken his socks off. Oh yeah, yeah. Noises in this film. The noises, Dash. Yeah, there's some other weird noise parts too. When he eats the baby bird, the bird fetus. Oh yeah. That noise is bad. <laughs> That's in my head forever. The Foley artists went whole hog in this film oh yeah there's that there's the worm scene (laughs) 
Oh man. Oh yeah. He scares off a, I guess a Jaguar with a can of something and a lighter. That was amazing. That was a cool scene. Oh fuck. Yeah. I love that. That's brilliant. What did he have a spray can of? Probably bug repellent. That would make sense. Um, like basically he just ends up like withering away and he sets up like a big Y on the shore for Yossi, like on the shore of the, the, uh, river, right? Did he do that actually? Do you know anything about that scene? Like of how they found him? I don't actually. I've failed you. No, that's okay. I didn't do the research either. So. Yeah, I didn't see anything about that when I was like reading the, the couple of articles and stuff. I imagine that would actually be pretty doable, even in like a, a severely like emaciated, exhausted state. He could probably have, you know, found some sticks and put them in a Y. And oh, totally. Like, this is a this is clearly a man made like somebody did this. Somebody's here, you know. I can yeah. see why he did it. And then I well I feel like the movie probably probably didn't portray how it actually happened because it's like that cheesy like there he's like standing on top of the Y like um what what's his name Gail uh, Kevin, Kevin, yeah. Kevin yeah he's like standing on top of the Y and like trips over part of it and of course doesn't see it and then they start leaving and Yossi gets up but he doesn't like have the energy to shout. And Kevin just looks back and sees him right in the nick of time. Like, that would be crazy if that's how that happened in real life. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that that was a little bit of dramatic license. (laughs) No. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, I broke your heart. Oh, no. Oh, it's okay. Um, what, I don't know. What are your, like, overall thoughts on this movie? Really, uh, I liked it. Uh, there were so many elements of this film that like were similar to other films that we've watched, and it was it, it felt weirdly like a culmination of a lot of different things that we've seen over the last couple of months. So there were like elements of Swiss Army Man, except uh, Daniel gets to be the alive person in this <laughs> one, which was cool for him uh the ritual um there's a little bit of you know like like drug trippiness and hallucinations not quite knowing you know what's real what's not which you know that kind of reminds me of uh midsummer and somewhat mother with like the trippiness yeah. we didn't even talk yeah. about the the indigenous person that yossi was hallucinating yeah just a whole ass woman who was not there and did not exist. And yeah. He, like tucking her into bed. Like it's all gonna be okay. I didn't buy it when it was happening. I didn't think she yeah. was real. No. Even after he was he was like, I just have to like poke you to make sure you're real. Like I was like, yeah, you're that this is not a real person. Uh this can't be real. I also like that it was obviously like a really pretty actress, like you know, with just like a bad wig on or something (laughs) like i don't know it didn't i don't know if that's what 
or how some indigenous people look. I guess I'm not trying to stereotype. Right? I, well, I feel like it was a bad stereotype, I guess, but I don't know, I guess. It, it's, I think part of why it came off as a delusion to me was that she was so stereotypical, yet like gorgeous, that it was like, he's made this person up in his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like he he wants to find Pocahontas out here, and so he found Pocahontas out here, and he needs someone to take care of and to feel to feel good about himself. So this is he's making this up in his mind. And then as soon as she like disappeared, I was like, I knew it, I knew it. You can't fool me, movie. Um, so yeah, that was vindicating when she wasn't yeah. real, even though it was very sad watching him pet leaves. <laughs> and tell them everything's gonna be okay. I do the cheesy thing where they try to get you with the with the poke. Just had to make sure you were real thing. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. I'll buy this. But like he he really gets what he asked for in this movie. In a weird way. Like, you know. He gets to be action man. If yeah. it isn't the consequences of your own actions, <laughs> like you have to be so fucking crazy to want to do any of that stuff. And the fact that it was like a real life con man that like roped him into doing it. That's just, yeah, that's just wild. Yeah. Yeah. Like a real life crazy person uh, <laughs> who gave no fucks, obviously. Yeah, um, I guess like critics didn't really like this movie and I can see why it makes some tonal leaps here and there where I just kind of like didn't know what was happening and I got, got kind of pulled out of the narrative by mm -hmm. it. Like, you know, that first third of the movie, we see the drug trip and like all of that and I kind of expect it to be like, okay, these, these, these fools are obviously going to get lost in the jungle, but like this, this is going to have some whimsy here. And then that whimsy totally falls off. And then it starts to be like, almost like a mystery because like Carl is saying all of these really like misanthropic things. And he's kind of not, he's clearly not who he says he is. And he's making them leave their wallets behind and all this other stuff. It's like, okay, so now this is like going to be like kind of like a lost in, lost in the jungle um, with someone that it turns out you can't trust. And then that changes. And then it, it, it's just, there's, I don't know, like it's hard to explain. Cause again, I did, I did like, I watched the movie like just today. Um, but yeah, I just like could not, find my footing when it came to tone in this movie it was all over the fucking place yeah uh i i, I kind of like how they tried to bring some moments of like levity in into the movie like desperately just, needed yeah get to see <laughs> some nice landscapes and stuff and um but yeah it 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 isn't very like tonally consistent uh i really i really enjoyed the performances though the acting is fucking killer and radcliffe always turns it out radcliffe is always a serve 
you know? Yeah. The the quicksand scene near the end was pretty good. What do you do? Sorry, I was just gonna say him threatening that that fern. Like, don't you fucking break on me. (laughs) Pulling himself out. (laughs) What do you do if you fall into quicksand? Like, how is that even real? You hold your ass still. And just just chill. Yeah. Hope somebody can help you. And then if not, there is like a way to get out of it that I've read about, but I don't remember it. But yeah, you gotta like pull yourself out. Um, yeah, quicksand is interesting just because it's like a naturally occurring like non-Newtonian fluid. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I would just be fucked. I would die. I'm like, well, I yeah. live here now. How does it? How does it make food? What? Why does it quick? Why does it? Why is that sand so quick? It's just like the. It's like it's got to be like the consistency of the. Um, it's like the consistency of like the the debris and like the granules of the dirt and the sand, and then like the amount of water that is in it. Like you ever do that experiment with cornstarch and water as a kid? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I know it happens like when you can find cornstarch with water, but it, yeah. that, that's weird. So the sand probably gets like so broken down that it has like a powdery consistency. Or yeah, I, don't know. I think that's it. Probably yeah, it's not. Just, <laughs> it's another way that nature hey, is terrifying. Send us an email if you know how how to make quicksand. Explain me quicksand <laughs> in like in like a paragraph. Yeah, I, I don't want to read now. too much. Yeah, that shit was wild. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, even oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say earlier. It was it, it and ironically, it, it was pertaining to my attention span, which isn't great. But uh, I sat and watched this whole movie. I I I started trying to watch it while I was doing something else, and I was like, oh, I think I want to actually really commit to it because I don't want to have to misremember especially at the beginning when they were cramming so much stuff in so i just laid down to rewatch it i didn't get distracted once even at the beginning that i didn't really like it was still interesting enough that i was like just want to see what happens yeah i was definitely engaged the whole time um i also i went to like fold a little bit of laundry and then i realized like if I looked down and then back up again, some fucked up shit had happened that was supporting <laughs> the narrative. And I was like, I can't, I, can't, I gotta be looking at, I gotta be looking at this man suffer. Uh, yeah. Otherwise I'm not gonna know why the movie is ending the way it's ending or like what's going on. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I definitely liked that about that. It was engaging. Um, something we could go into kind of quickly is I kind of like the way they it felt a little bit like an unintentional um uh a little bit of like a a slap on the wrist to like tourism like that do you know what yeah. i mean you know i mean that's yeah <laughs> if you want to be a tourist in the jungle i say fucking go for it but I mean, but I guess that is how it gets commercialized is when rich people start wanting to do it and whatnot. Yeah, or even just like middle class Midwesterners or yeah. um, Westerners, sorry. 
I'd say not not the best place to backpack. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, and you know they did they they I think they did their best to like not make them seem like the good ones because there's like the scene where they're in that little village and Marcus is like taking care of like a wound on his foot and then the la- a lady comes over and is like oh my 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 kid has a wound could you help him because he's I guess like first aid trained. And so then there's like a line of people who are like <laughs> coming to see Marcus to just get mm. things like wrapped up. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, look, you know, we're, we're, we're good. But like, I didn't see, I didn't see a lot of like white saviorism other than that. And it really was more of just like a, yeah, these kids shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Like, stay in the city, dumbass. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Oh, that's good. Um. How long do you think you would last if you're stranded in the jungle? As long as a human body can go without food or water, <laughs> which is like about three days. About you know, three you days. You wouldn't try to like eat some leaves or something. I'd be. I feel like that shit. would give you a more painful death. Maybe it would be a quicker death, but can you eat? Gra- can you survive off? You can't just eat grass. No, and you survive. can't eat grass. It'll tear your tummy up. Oh no. We don't have the right tummy for that anymore. We we evolved out of that that tummy setup. You gotta have like four stomach chambers for that shit to do anything for you. Yeah. Fucking grass. I wish it wasn't so fucking delicious. It's not food. It's not food, people. Stop eating yeah. it. I know, it's so tempting. <laughs> no, I'd be dead. I'd be dead almost immediately. You think so? Yes, the fact that this dude lasted three weeks is uh, fucking phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, with like no survival training. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I did love when he killed that snake. That was badass. I did not love when he ate that bird fetus. No, and all the cr- mouth crunching sounds. Really, they just. They just gave the Foley artists, like, they were like, go off, sis. <laughs> yeah. Make it as loud and as gross as you can. Ugh. What? There's, like, I feel like there's, like, three or four other just gross scenes that I'm for- oh, that the I'm monkey. on. The when monkey Carl- scene, but that wasn't even the grossest one, but yeah. No! It was the beginning of the gross, though. Yeah. That was, like, the start of, like, the Seeing that monkey's bastion face uh, like get set on fire, and it's just like that is a lot all at once. And then they're like just pulling the meat off of the monkey, and and the noises, and then the mouth noises. Oh yeah, all the mouth so many noises. noises. And I hate mouth noises. <laughs> hate mouth noises. So it was, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's my cross to bear. If you're like actually doing that for some reason in real life, you like bring food, right? They did, and they ran out really fast. <laughs> and that was when they started like shooting monkeys to eat them and shit. So wow. that's true to life. But like they kind of don't mention again in the movie how fucking bad Carl actually was at this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um because it makes him look like he's like a conservationist, you know, with like his beliefs about how, you know, oh, 
we're the we're the cancer we're the worst uh the earth should just slough us off which you know hey respect we do suck but like then he like goes and just like shoots monkeys in the face to eat them yeah it's like and before that he yeah. was like somebody was like do you speak to animals and he was like i speak monkey that was like the foreshadowing to that just it was just like a slow jerk hand motion <laughs> yeah every time he talked just, <laughs> uh, the actor looked familiar but i couldn't place him off the top of my head thomas kretschmann uh he's german he was in resident evil apocalypse he was in uh the 2005 king kong he was in valkyrie uh he was the voice of professor z in cars 2 um (laughs) oh there 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 we go that's what it was he's in no he is he is a baron wolfgang von strucker in captain america the winter soldier and avengers age of ultron so we probably know him from marvel universe yeah yeah i yeah yeah that makes sense oh should we um should we do a one star (laughs) review or two oh my god please because you know this has some Banging one star <laughs> reviews. Oh shit! Oh, did do you have one? Oh, oh no! What is that? Okay, so I just, I just briefly, because I was looking at Thomas uh, Kretschmann's Wikipedia. So he's fifty-eight years old. Wow! Which is a crime. He looks better than me in my early to mid thirties, <laughs> his late fifties. Uh, so fuck this guy. But also, he looks in his forties. Yeah, he's no, got like a chiseled looks, face. He looks damn good for nearly sixty years old. Probably looks like, way better than the con man guy looked. Yeah, no, he does. I, I saw a picture of the con man guy. He was not as cute as this guy. <laughs> uh, but so. He was born in East Germany in the 60s, and before he became an actor, he was an Olympic swimmer. And when he was 19, he was like, fuck communism, uh, (laughs) or, you know, fuck the USSR, really. And he began a month-long trek to reach West Germany. Uh, He lost part of his finger during this time, uh, and he had to cross four borders in three countries with nothing other than his passport and the equivalent of $100 in his possession. So this guy is a real-life badass. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so now that we've, now that we've gone over that, you got a one-star for me? Uh... Okay, the, this is just the first one I looked at, but I, I, I didn't read the whole thing. It's pretty short. But let's let's find out together, because these all all of these are actually pretty short. Where the last time I did this on a movie, they were all very long. They there's actually, yeah, there's soliloquies. Least, there's only like seven or eight one star reviews here. All Interesting. Right, let's see. This is this is by this is a one star review by google reviews user john b that he wrote two weeks ago garbage up until now the worst film i had seen was ghost rider <laughs> yeah okay. I'm like no I'm like let's agree not to in this yeah not this in the same taken, arena this has taken number one spot damn awful, awful dialogue acting is wooden contrived 
whatever the true story was, this did nothing for it. Even if you are really, really bored, do something else rather than watch this. Wow. <laughs> Worse than Ghost Rider. <laughs> this is a pretty harsh review. That's bold. That's I disagree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, this one's by a uh, Google user, Eddie Kelly. It's from five months ago. I love survival films, but was put off by being quite cliched and it lacked depth. Continuity was lacking. I mean, how can a trekker suffer such feet injuries after stupidly wearing ordinary shoes, only to miraculously make an amazing recovery and toddle off through the jungle with a smile? This laziness just left me cold. It's got a good point. I mean, <laughs> Don, that's exactly what I was ragging on, but well, not exactly, but I, I, that scene was so weird. Or he's like, oh, no, my feet are fine. I'm going to go. I thought he was lying. I, who knows? I thought he was lying because he didn't want to be on the raft with Kevin. Because Kevin was starting to scare him, essentially. This is a one-star review. This review is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, a free MMO RPG with over 5 million downloads. On That's so, that's so random. Why? <laughs> Uh, oh, here's a good one. It's one star by Rayanne Sufi. It was the best movie I have ever seen. Loved it. One star, the highest rating ever. <laughs> so that's just someone who has fundamentally misunderstood how <laughs> star ratings work. And I, and I love them. Oh, here's a good one. It's by uh, Google Reviews. He's Ezra Calderon. It's one star. Boring movie. Nothing is happening. One hour so far. Would not recommend. Okay, Ezra. <laughs> I get right. it. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the rest, these are all just one-liners. Like, wow, the, these are some pretty bad one-star reviews. I would rate most of these reviews one star. Yeah. So there you go. That's what the people, some people think. Uh, critics liked it even less, unfortunately. <laughs> I thought it was a, fine. It's got a 4.3 on Google reviews. Yeah, it's got a 48% on Metacritic. 60 on it, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it averages between 60 and 70 on a lot of like aggregator sites, but... I would say that's fair. Yeah. It's, this is not like the greatest survival movie I've ever seen. You know, much less, you know, a, a great movie. But it's a pretty good movie. It was like thoroughly entertaining. I feel like I learned some stuff. Um, I, you know, I, I love watching Daniel Radcliffe do stuff because he's very cute. Uh, and I'm a simple person with simple needs. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was cool. I think the best part about it is that it's a true story. And I love a true story where they have to like make the wildness a little less wild so that it'll be believable on film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think we did it. 
Yeah. Uh, I think we both agree the most extra thing is that forehead worm. <laughs> <laughs> it's what sent this over the edge. Yeah, that I I feel like there is something that hit me even a little more than that. But because the forehead worm didn't bother me all that much. Hmm. What what was it that bothered me? We'll never know in this one. I mean, I the, the, like the 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 fetal bird eating is harder bad. for is harder for me to stomach. Uh, and the, hey, no judgments here. I feel like you I could cut do. my my forehead better than I could eat a half a live chicken and egg. Yeah, fetus chick chick. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a movie that we watched. Yeah, so uh that was jungle. <laughs> it, ha- it happened. We it watched ha- it with yeah. all of our eyes. It really happened. That's yeah. Yeah, I'm supposed to talk. No, I I do it. No, oh no, I I Oh, wait. I do it. I'm so bad. (laughs) It's all good. Now, if you enjoy our show, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribing makes all the difference for us. Uh, And then Spotify uh, still will not return my emails, calls, text messages, and uh, um, paper airplanes that I send into their corporate offices so you can only really follow us on Spotify but if you do that even that's great and of course you can always email us at movietimeextra at gmail.com and just tell us what you thought was extra about a film you could suggest a film for us to watch uh, or you could tell us if you want to hear us shoot the shit about other shit we have we have other interests and if you want to hear about those we'd be uh, happy to oblige Depending on uh, on on the subject matter, obviously, let's not get too too weird in the inbox. I'm not telling y'all how I fuck. Those are my <laughs> secrets. Yeah, I've been just uploading spoken word poetry to Spotify, trying to get them to get us a you know a ratings button. But until then, another artist you can listen to on Spotify is DJ Cutman. Get on it. on Spotify, Bandcamp, whatever. Just listen to those bangers and bops. Those bleeps, bloops, and bills. All right, well, our work here is done. I blow the smoke off my pistol, and we'll see you next time. Stay tasty, everybody. Bye-bye.